Hello and welcome to another episode of Capsule Production Podcast. Today I'll be your host. My name is Joe Lazo. I'm here with a very, very special guest, Dr. Randy Boudram. How are you today? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate I appreciate that special guest. Uh, glad to be here. Hope you and everyone else uh, doing uh, doing fine, and you know uh, navigating this uh, uncharted time uh, well. Definitely with the pandemic and everything going on. The reason why, you know, I wanted to reach out to you is because right now I think you, you're in a situation that probably a niche amount of people are in. And what I mean by that is you have, you were offered a job in retail and you never worked in pharmacy. Yep. That's something that is probably people are shocked by. I feel everybody that's in pharmacy school has, a, has interned somewhere, you know, and mm-hmm. even if you didn't work in pharmacy school, maybe. Before you were in pharmacy school and undergrad, maybe you did some pharmacy technician work or something, something of the sort, but mm-hmm. you didn't. So you have a very interesting background. So I was just wondering if you could kind of explain to us, how did you market yourself in order to be able to attain a position in retail without ever working in a retail setting? Sure, sure. Um, well, again, thank you for having me on. And it's funny you used the, the, the word uh, niche. Um, yeah, it definitely. Uh, when I When I stepped on campus, I didn't have any type of pharmacy experience, wasn't a tech, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So what I did have was retail sales experience. So let's let's begin. Uh, I finished my undergrad uh, degree uh, many years ago. And after that, <laughs> immediately, <laughs> immediately went into the, uh, to the workforce. And I had gotten a job at one of the uh, big blue retailers and started to work there. Worked my way up and eventually became a supervisor and matriculated to manager. And what that opportunity gave me was the ability to hone my soft skills, ability to garner a business acumen. And I basically got a business degree uh, from from working um, my years there. And with that, well, I knew ultimately that I wanted to go to pharmacy school and finish and get my PharmD. It was just a matter of time. So the timing came, everything was right, the stars aligned, uh, and got onto UF campus. The, the one thing you do, uh, in that situation, and, you know, when you don't have any experience and, and something is new, is you try to talk to some people that you're around and try to get their thoughts, you try to pick their brain. And that's what I did on, on first day. I remember orientation in Gainesville, and I want to shout out Cherry Lee, Dr. Cherry Lee, and Dr. Yelena Tesich. Both of those are, are friends of mine, colleagues of mine, and those are the first two people, students that I spoke to. And both of them were, were working and, and were techs and, um, you know, just tried to pick their brains. So the first thing, the first thing I say was when I, when I stepped on campus, uh, the marketing began. I began talking to everybody that I could, upperclassmen, peers, and I knew that in order to set yourself apart, you have to begin somewhere and you have to brand yourself. So got on the campus, started talking to people and definitely want to make sure that a good positive attitude, humility got me very, very far. I wanted to also show determination. Yes, I don't have the experience, particularly in pharmacy, but I do have a set of a certain set of skills. Okay. Uh, that I can bring, uh, leadership professionalism, uh, to, just to name a, a couple of things that will resonate in any professional environment, right? 
so that kind of is where where we begin. And, and I want to just step back and talk about the niche. Now, I wasn't the only one. A few other students and colleagues of mine also didn't work and decided not to throughout pharmacy school. They had families, other obligations, and, and things happen. And there will continue to be students who might feel alienated because they didn't work during school. Something's wrong. Uh, you know, no, not, it's not necessarily that. It's a decision to make and it's a fluid decision. There were ample opportunities for me to decide to jump in and work during pharmacy school, but I decided ultimately not to. There were other obligations on my plate. I wanted to just focus, definitely focus on the, the patient care at hand, <laughs> the classes at hand. And I, I wanted to make sure my fundamentals were solid because going out and practicing, I wanted to make sure my patients got the best. All right. So, so that was just a little bit of why I decided not to work during pharmacy school. Um, if I were to go back, that decision might have changed if I were to do it all over again. But as you can see, like you, you mentioned, the job market, you're able to get into the job market with not having to work uh, in pharmacy school. So rest assured, folks, you'll be OK. <laughs> and that's. That's interesting to know because I feel what you're telling us is basically even though you didn't work, even though you didn't have a job in pharmacy, you were still working because you were marketing yourself. You're still networking so to make yourself a excellent candidate for the interview, which is also a crucial part that I, I feel a lot of us kind of forget about when it comes to getting a job. It's like we'll do all the studying, we'll get the licensures, we'll get the um, certifications, but Another thing we got to think about is also the interview. Like, are we going to be able to sell ourselves in an interview? That's a great point. That's a great point. And, and I want to uh, go back to my uh, retail sales days. Uh, I did conduct interviews. Um, and that's one of the best things you can do to get prepared for an interview. So here's what I did. I understood what employers are looking for. Um, it's not too hard. You want to have a good attitude. Yes, you got your degree. You want to be professional in your approach. You want to be a team player, right? So mm-hmm. those are some, some, some skills that, that you, you learn throughout pharmacy school and, and you know, throughout life. And, 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 and the retail, again, that retail sales background enabled me to learn um, some business acumen. And, and I put that together during my interviews this past few months. Now, being able to market is being able to network and being able to teach. And that's why I decided campus has a ton of opportunity to network and brand yourself. And how does that begin? That begins with joining student organizations, such as student ambassadors, which again, I ultimately became a part of. And I, I joined organizations that I had a passion for. I didn't, I didn't join just to join. I wanted to make sure I left an impact, left a legacy. And then the two of those were with the fraternity Kappa Epsilon and the other being the aforementioned uh, student ambassadors. Okay. And I tried to teach and whoever would want to listen and whoever asked, be available. Um, uh, you know, professionalism award. I was, I was humbled to get that a couple of times. And, you know, you start to, to see others try to, to come, come up to you and ask you questions and definitely was able to, to help and, and definitely enjoyed asking, uh, answering those questions and, and promoting, promoting the openness, promoting the, Hey guys, anything that I can do to help you. And hopefully anything you can do to help me, um, we can get together on that and provide a synergistic approach, right, on this. Uh, just like antibiotics sometimes, maybe for like endocarditis, but that's a whole different thing. Um, 
you know, helping one another out. And I think that's what, you know, specifically the Orlando campus. Yes, I went to the Orlando campus. We're, we're a family there. Um, yeah. I think that's one huge thing. Uh, yes, there's student organizations, but the faculty on the Yale campus, shout out to those, the, the, those fine folks. They, you know, they're always open, willing to, to, to talk to anything, uh, talk to us about anything. We can go in there and just, they'll happily answer any of our questions or concerns. So, that whole environment that we had there was conducive to marketing and branding and just learning. I knew also I'm in pharmacy school. I will get the pharmacy part. Although I didn't work, I will get that. Right. Yeah. So becoming well-rounded, working on the professionalism piece, I'm working on the pharmacy piece, working on the attitude, working on the teamwork and, and working on your brand, you know, ultimately working on your brand and getting, getting out there, pushing yourself, going for those positions. You might not have initially thought you, you saw yourself, you know, you've got to push yourself. Uh, that's another thing. And, and I knew maybe you could say the whole niche and not working. Oh, I was uh, behind the eight ball a little bit. And and I did. I, I put that chip on my shoulder and I, and I knew that. So, and I made sure that was uh, mentioned uh, during my interview answers through that. So, so yeah, man, I, I was lucky. I was lucky to get the education I did at UF and, and, and was able to bring my prior experiences working outside again of pharmacy, bring those together and, and, and be successful. Yeah. And sometimes some people call it luck. Some people call it different things, but sometimes it's all about being in the right place at the right time. And for you to go ahead and get those prior experiences and being at the yeah. UF College of Pharmacy Orlando campus with the right professors, the right students, the right environment that probably enabled you and empowered you to do better and be a better person and also help you to be able to market and brand yourself in order to get a position in retail without ever working in a pharmacy. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, I want to also give a huge shout out to my upperclassmen. You know, they kind of decided to take me under their wing. Um, I guess I had shown some sort of promise or something. You know, they, they <laughs> latched on and, and kind of guided me here. And, hey, I think we need to get here, you know, paying it forward. Uh, that's that's what we try to do. So, so, so definitely, I think being at the right place at the right time, having the right people, pushing yourself, having that, that, that attitude will, will set you for success, you know. Got it. So moral of the story if you haven't had a job in pharmacy, it's still possible mm. to go retail. Yes. So take a deep breath. You know, if you, you, you don't have to, um, there were people in before me that didn't and they had 4.0s and they, they were pretty good. They were, they were okay. Right. So, and, and, you know, I'm sure there are others coming up now that going through their head, you know, pharmacy school is a big commitment and it's yeah. hard. It's not easy for a reason. And, you know, you, dedication, your support staff, there's going to be a lot of things going through, you know, and, and challenging you. And it's a fluid situation. Everybody's different. I just want to say everybody's situation is different. You don't know what someone else is going through. And um, it, it, it doesn't mean you can't work your, your third year or your fourth year. It doesn't mean you can't work your first two years and do decide to do that in your third and your latter fourth. You can do so. I, you know, it's, it's a fluid situation. You, you, you got to do what's best for you. And maintain your sanity. Make sure <laughs> to relax and get some time out there and uh, enjoy the little time that you have with your family and your friends. Got it. Thank you for hey, that. Hey, more power to you if you can do all 800 of those things, right? And still, <laughs> and still, and still get uh, a good night's rest. Oh, oh, definitely. That's something's going to give 
whether it's, if it's not the diet, if it's not the the sleep, it's, it's, not <laughs> oh, it's definitely it's definitely the diet. It's definitely the diet because uh, yeah, <laughs> something's got to give. But thank you for that. Thank you for being um, very open and willing to share that with us. So sure, man, absolutely. Next up, I kind of wanted to go into rotations. I know some of our mm-hmm. listeners are going through their fourth year, so I kind of want to talk about rotations and then the Netflix and the NPC. So sure, sure. Uh, yeah, man, th- those are fresh in my head. Um, congratulations to the to the to the uh, three rising fours going into their rotation year. I know it's a little crazy with COVID nineteen and just being able to adapt, pushing through. That tells a lot about you. And I would make sure that employers understand that that you know what you're going through and, and, and you know how you came out um, better, how you used your time. That's mm-hmm. going to be big, you know. Um, so so definitely a shout out to you guys and. Um, yeah, uh, rotations. Well, you know, round of applause for you as well. <laughs> no, nah, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, amen. Uh, I had a lot of upperclassmen and some, some folks, you know, in your class and below that helped me get to where I am. So, so it's a definitely a group effort. APPs on rotations. A couple of quick things I wanted to, to, to start out with. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we're going to start on a negative. We're going to start on some mistakes, right? Some mistakes that students make and that I saw. And positive. I like that. We'll start negative and positive. We'll start negative and then positive, right? So the first thing is their mindset and and their open-mindedness. And what I say about that, maybe some folks know the sector of pharmacy that they want to go into Mm -hmm. and they might not take all of the rotations as seriously as they should. Uh, because it doesn't uh, impact, you know, the, the route that they're going. Now, not granted, not everybody wasn't like that, but that is something that I saw. And I think it said a lot. And I want to reiterate, have an open mind, have an open mind because you never know. Pharmacy is a small world. Yeah. Right? Raise your hand if you've ever heard that. And then everybody will raise their hand. Right. So raising it. <laughs> pharmacy is a small world and it's the truth. It will continue to be the truth. Use every opportunity that you can. Have an open mind going into all your rotations. It's an opportunity to learn. There's a there's a preceptor who's been through it, been through everything you're going through, made it, and is successful and is able to teach it. So definitely pick that person's brain. Anything you can learn in whatever sector, I think, is a positive going forward. And it's a positive for patient care, right? And ultimately, that's what we want to do. That's what we're doing it for, is to improve patient care and Anything that you can learn in any sector will should be will be beneficial in that. So just having an open mind. Oh man, I know I want to do retail, but this hospital routine is coming up. There's yeah. a ton of things you can do. You can you can definitely learn your brand engineering uh, outpatient, right? You can definitely do that. Um, you can learn more about disease states like CAP and HAP, especially with like CAP or something or anything outpatient where they're going to come to you um for for treatment after they've been treated acutely right maybe yeah. uh and then something chronically shows up and and they've got to come to you so you'll know that background right with with the hospital rotations so so definitely take the approach of being open and 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 being a sponge okay second thing second thing i saw was uh professionalism right there was a lack of professionalism from 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 a lot of uh students um and i saw that firsthand and i, I kind of upset at that um, just how people spoke to preceptors. Don't want to berate your preceptor. You definitely want to have open dialogue with your preceptor. You want to show up 
dressed accordingly. I mean, preceptors, it depends obviously on where your rotation site is. If you mm-hmm. go to but be professionalism in your dress, be professional in the way you talk to uh, preceptors and to patients and your peers, because you, you got to think about the next step, right? The next step is going out there in the workforce or like we'll touch on later, you could be interviewing for a job at that same location later on. So you want to make that good first impression, right? Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely, definitely be professional in your dress, in your mindset, and, and how you go about things and how you communicate. That, that's definitely some things, uh, some mistakes that I saw. Uh, the last thing was not taking full advantage of all your rotations uh, and, and specifically networking. All my preceptors, I've been lucky, man. I had a really great uh, rotation year. All my preceptors were knowledgeable, friendly, willing to go above and beyond for me. Willing, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that again, willing to go above and beyond for me. So if there's anything that I wanted to learn, so for example, on my Gen Med rotation, I wanted to get a deep dive in uh, infectious, into infectious disease a little bit more. And my preceptor uh, at the time, like, absolutely. We were able to do that. And that was really cool. Really enjoyed that. He also allowed me to, hey, is there something you wanna see? Is there a right heart calf? Uh, we, we did we did a lot of cardio stuff, right? So is there something you wanna see? Is there anywhere you wanna go? Um, I can definitely get you with this preceptor or this pharmacist or, or, or this nurse, wherever, any sector that I wanted to go to, um, I, I was able to do that. And just, again, broaden my, my, my knowledge on that. And, you know, that enables you to network as well, build those relationships, foster those relationships um, in that rotation site uh, at that location and, 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 and provide you with the ability because at your rotation sites, you got you to gotta think of it as a six-week interview process. That's that's kind of how you have to go into it, and, and that's how I was told to go into it, and that's how I'm gonna tell you, tell you guys to go into it. Think of it as a as an interview process. Put your, your best foot forward and and a good attitude. And there's a, a moral at the end of, of this story, and I'll tell that later. There's a reason you, you will get rewarded uh, for that. Okay, so so just not networking and not venturing out during your rotations, if applicable. Again, all sites are different, but just being able to talk to techs, you know. I want to get their perspective. Nurses. And uh, techs, I feel, are commonly left out and they have. And they should have. Knowledge about. Comedy. Exactly. A hundred. A hundred percent. They're a great resource to talk to. And, and for anybody that wants to be innovative and come up with something new, I think technicians are, are some great people to talk to and kind of pick their brain on things that they're experiencing. Like they have. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, great, great point there, Jordan. Um, huge, knowledgeable, just understand all facets of the pharmacy, okay? Have some, even better drug knowledge than some of the drugs that I had, some drug knowledge I had. But but we learned, it, we learned that there was a mutualistic approach um, to every rotation. I even, during my community rotation, apparently I did such a good job, I had gotten a fresh baked coffee cake on my last day, okay, wow. from the, the tech Mora. I'm gonna shout out Mora. She was great over there at CBS. Um, <laughs> very awesome. I guess I didn't do a great job because I didn't get anything. Oh, uh, see, <laughs> see, you, 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 you did this podcast a little too late. I could have told you that <laughs> years ago, but, but no, um, you know, I think they appreciate the help. If you, you go out there and, and you see how it is and if you can come in there and just help anything that you do is a positive, that the conversations that you have, um, the knowledge, the knowledge that they possess. And I think it's untapped most, most times they were more, I was like, I was picking Moore's brain as much as I was picking up on this brain. 
just because I wanted to know everything that was going on and, and why and what they saw and things like that. So uh, getting back and, and rounding things up, I think the, the mistakes, you know, just be open-minded, have that professional attitude that I know a lot of students have, right? And um, and I know we have bad days, but, uh, you know, part of being professional is understanding something bad may happen, something may happen, but we need to still, our patient still needs us and um, got to be there for them. So, so those are some of the common mistakes I saw. Got it. So let's, let's end up on a more positive note when we're talking about Yeah. That. So do you have like um, some things that you saw or maybe a, like a ATPE checklist for success for all the listeners out there to, in order to be prepared for their fortune? Oh yeah. Oh yes. And that was do everything that was mentioned previously. Right. Mm-hmm. So we want to be prepared. Um, and what I mean by that is know where to find your resources. Okay. If you, you know, you have to email your preceptor before and sometimes they were able to send a syllabus, just be prepared in, in knowing what to expect on those six weeks, you know, and, and, and where to go and find information. I want to like references and guidelines and things like that. Yeah. I, you don't, you don't necessarily have to deep dive, but I, I just, just being aware of where to find that information and how to quickly uh, access it would, would definitely be an advantage for you. Staying updated again. If you know you're going into an infectious disease rotation, unfortunately, with COVID, my last rotation was infectious disease. It had to be switched. Um, but as I was going into infectious disease, I was just getting, you know, going through the guidelines really quickly on CAP and HAP, you know, just getting some of those those guidelines, getting getting to see what was coming out um, and what was updated with that. You know, again, rotation-centered. What is my rotation? What do I need to know? What should help me? Making the most of your time. So, yeah, you get in there day one and you and your preceptor are going to go through um, a schedule, um, you know, when there's going to be your presentation dates, et cetera, et cetera. That's great. And sometimes preceptors will, will, will be like, great, we have this, this um, uh, journal club in three weeks and we can have at the end of the rotation, we have a presentation. Have a great day. Um, but, nah, you, you want to take the initiative. Um, okay, so I'm on this particular rotation. What do you guys do? Who does what? How do you impact patient care? How am I able to help? What can I do? What can I do to help you guys out? What, and what can I do to, to, to learn X disease state? Mm-hmm. I, again, I want, I touched on it earlier. I touched on it again. I had great preceptors who allowed me to all my rotations. Now I'm thinking about it. They allowed me to not only deep dive into the focus of our current rotation, but allowed me to, to go out and, and learn about other disease states. Uh, as well. So I really definitely like that because um, that enabled to help me because I was, I'm, I'm thinking about the NAPEX and, and, and what's on there and working on my weak spots, right? So they allowed me to do that again with the infectious disease during my gen med rotation, just being allowed to do that. So so just making the most of your time, maybe finding something, maybe procedure-wise, uh, medication safety-wise, something. If there's a project, like for example, on my geriatric rotation um, at Guardian Pharmacy, which you know well, because uh, I had you I had to come out there a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I, I, I made a, a cart um, form uh, f- for them to just make it easier to do a, an inventory, if you will, uh, when you do cart audits at the um, class one institutions that we go to. So something like that. And, 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 and I made that just to make it easy on the pharmacist there. And they, I, I saw Dr. Oberner a couple of weeks ago and they still use it. So that's something positive that, you know, I did a year ago and it's still being implemented today. And, you know, that's, that's a, that's a great thing. If Obringer would like to hire me one day, 
that that would be nice. Um, we haven't heard <laughs> before, but um, he, yeah, you got to speak it into existence. So if you say it right now, he's no, Dr. Obringer for for good reason has has won the uh, what preceptor of the year award this year. Uh, long overdue, if you if you ask me. But we'll talk about those rotations later. So those are the just be professional, be prepared, go in there with a good attitude, try to think ahead. And if you're going into, for example, an AMCARE rotation, brush up on some of your AMCARE uh, lectures or you know, stuff like that. Now, you don't have to know everything, okay? And that's what I was going to ask you. You're still a student. They understand that. I had a lot of topic discussions. I learned a ton on my on my rotations, mostly because the preceptors saw the initiative in me. I think with all of my uh, farm academic um, evaluations, it was always um, initiative or driven to just continue to learn. And they saw that and, and they enjoyed just being able to work with students like that and being able to, um, they, they like that, right? They, they like that. And, and, and um, that, that's a good thing when you and your preceptor are on the same page and, and just can enjoy that learning. And that's what you're there for. They understand you're not going to know everything. It's a learning opportunity for everybody. There's some things you're going to know that they might not know and vice versa, right? So that, that, that's one thing. Just, uh, just be prepared, uh, take the initiative and, and, and learn from your mistakes. Be humble and, and you'll be, you'll be just perfectly fine. Um, be professional and, yeah. In those situations where you don't know a question to something, what is usually, how do you handle that? What is your response to that? Sure. My response is because I was trained by UF was, you know what? That's a great question. And if, if, if the uh, opportunity arises, I would definitely like to get back to you on that. Um, and that helped me out a lot. That, that saved me a lot. There was some times that I did that and preceptors were perfectly fine with that. Going into something and you answer a question just blatantly wrong without thinking about it is worse than saying, you know what? I don't know. And, um, I'll, I'll look that up and I'll get back to you on that. There was never a time I was, you know, berated or whatnot for, for doing that. So, mm. so definitely take your time. Do not. Do not straight up answer an answer wrong. So I just want to make sure that's that's out there. If you do not if you do not know it, don't say it. It is perfectly fine to say, you know what, I don't know, but I can find out and get back to you. Thank you. Because I, I I think that's something that you know I'm soon to experience and others will with our rotations. Because like you said, we don't know everything, and I'm sure they know that we don't know everything, but then they'll still ask us a question anyways. And it's maybe mm -hmm. kind of see how we respond to, to an uncomfortable situation or to um, like, how would we react in a situation where we don't know the answer to something? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, and, and you know, they were, again, they were in your position uh, a few years back. Mm -hmm. So they know how it goes. And, and you, you said you, you're not going to know everything, especially you just finished your didactic training and you haven't gotten an opportunity yet to, put it into actual practice and that's what rotations are for. Don't be, don't be wrong. Don't be uh, say, say that it's wrong off the bat because in real practice, some people will take their advice and that's what we don't want, <laughs> you know, in, incorrect information. Right. So um, I think that's one thing that falls under that professionalism approach as well is just understanding your limits and understanding the need to find out and be confident. Um, so those, those are some things, those are some uh, plan, plan, uh, plan. I mean, I was an avid planner. I had my computer uh, calendar filled with things. I had a desk calendar filled with things, phone yeah. calendar. I had a, a, my rotation schedule on, on the wall, just making sure I had everything planned out. And please, 
make some time for yourself during these rotations. It's, it, they can be stressful and you want to make sure to get ample sleep when you can use the caffeine because you'll need that in a couple of mornings. Um, but make sure you, you take some days for your family, um, pets and, and make sure to take some time for yourself. I think that's another check for success there. Definitely. Got, as you, gotta, gotta, you gotta maintain your sanity. Got to get grounded grounded again. Got to pull back a little bit and uh, regroup, recharge. Thank you for that. And then, yeah, man, is there, is there anything, um, I mean, because you're currently on, on, on rotations. Is there any, anything you think that, any questions on, on that specifically that you might have? Well, that was mainly my question, you know, like how, how do you respond to those, those Mm -hmm. questions that you don't know how to answer correctly? Cause that's, it's always a tricky thing because it's, Mm -hmm. you don't want to answer incorrectly, but you might know. But it's mm-hmm. you also don't want to say, I don't like, I'll get back to you too many times. It's like that. Yeah, kind of yeah. Happy Finding that balance. Now, great, great that you, you bring that up because now um, I want to make sure you and your preceptor should build rapport during these six weeks. And every rotation and every preceptor is going to be different. Um, so you, both of you got to understand how each other works. Now, if you're answering a lot of questions with I don't know, that tells me as a student, hey, there's some work that I have to put in. There's some extra time that I have to work to, to, to put in to, to get this down. And that's what you'll have to do. Right. So, you know, you'll, you'll find out how that dynamic, again, it, it's a six week dynamic, yeah. but finding, take the first couple of days and, and week to, to figure that out. Again, your preceptors will be open to any questions and things that you have any concerns. Um, you also have your regional coordinator. You can reach out to if something comes up. Uh, so, so yeah, just for your experiences, you want to make sure to build that rapport, have some self-awareness that, mm-hmm. you know what, there's a lot of questions that I'm not really, I don't really get, um, not really answering. Um, there's some work that I need to put in here and then just go ahead and put it that way. So thank you for that. Now, after, after talking about basically, um, you know, you gave us your appy checklist, I kind of want to go into your rotations and hopefully you can be willing to share which rotations you had, any any interesting experiences you had on those rotations that you would like to share with us today? Sure, sure. Oh, man, um, like I aforementioned, I had a great rotation year. Preceptors were great, um, and, and I'm glad that I was able to complete those with those specific preceptors. My first rotation was a specialty rotation. That was, it was with Publix, and um, I, I got to see what the rotation experience was like. It was a bit intimidating. That's different. But yeah, yeah, you know, um, it's not didactic now. Now you're in patient care and, um, you know, you're dealing in the, in the profession here. Again, supervised, right? So, uh, know those ratios. Know those ratios for MPJE and Annapolis. Plug. Um, so getting in there and learning who I was working with, learning the team, getting to know the team. So it wasn't always preceptor myself. I wanted to get to know everybody around me. Um, Again, with that whole networking piece. So specialty, I, I learned, I had no idea what really specialty was until I got there. Enjoyed it thoroughly. It did, it was um, demanding and in a good way. Uh, there was a lot of work that, that we put into that. My preceptor and I had our meetings and she told me after every like presentation, every patient case that I had, you know, what she expected. And that was great because now I know how to fine tune. I can have all these templates, but preceptors might want something different and and that's where we have to be uh, adaptable and um you know she'll tell me you know this is how we want it perfect great and i go in there and you know just improved week after week 
Uh, I remember on my final uh, evaluation on my specialty rotation, kept this little thing from me, but I don't know why, but it was pretty cool that I had gotten a compliment, customer compliment, uh, patient compliment over the phone. Um, and she decided to tell me then. And uh, that, that was cool. That was definitely rewarding um, because that specialty rotation, you're dealing with specialty drugs, high cost drugs. How do we uh, get patients to access uh, to these drugs? Um, monitoring is hugely important. With, with specialty drugs comes specialty disease states, um, some things that we kind of lightly touch on during the, the curriculum. So multiple sclerosis, uh, maybe some, some anti-inflammatory conditions, wide range of HIV, uh, things like that. So, you know, for example, a lot of previous students, she has said when we were, we were discussing what case presentation to do from a final, um, she's like, you can do whichever you'd like. And I was like, I said, I'd, I'd like to do HIV. And she's like, ooh, students usually shy away from that. And I was like, perfect. Um, two reasons okay. I said that. Well, I, I said that internally. Uh, yeah. Two reasons. Uh, one was I hadn't, I didn't know about HIV. So it would be a great opportunity again to, a uh, great opportunity to, to learn and then finally sit down and uh, study HIV and, and, and the drugs and uh, definitely uh, specifically the single dose regimen, single dose combo uh, regimens. Um, uh, secondly, Hey, um, if nobody wants to do it, cool. I'll take my, my hack at it and, um, you know, show some initiative again. Um, hopefully that's a, a theme that we're noticing through the conversation here. I, I completed that. And then I had a pharmacist come up to me and said, that was the best explanation of the pathophysiology of HIV that I have ever heard. And that made, that made, you know, that, that was, that made my, my rotation experience even much better. And this was your first um, one? This is my first one. I go, I go, listen now. Okay. No mm-hmm. games. Uh, now, nah. uh, you know me. Um, I, 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 I go in there and I, I want, I worked, uh, worked my butt off and, um, you know, I, I, I work for that A and, and, and try to get as much of that. I t- practice what you preach, man. Just, just work hard grind every day, you know, to use the sports analogy and shoot, shoot, shoot those shots yeah. and, and, um, you know, shoot or shoot, you know, and, um, regardless if they're over 20, uh, they're still going to shoot and, you know, you keep learning. That was huge. Um, to be able to have that success on my first rotation, uh, was, 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 was awesome. And, um, you know, they told me what to do better because you can always have, you always have something you can work on and what to continue to do for your, for your uh, future rotations. And uh, specialty was really cool because I got to work with six to seven different pharmacists, different backgrounds. One worked in a, um, uh, in a jail uh, one time and I, I picked her brain. It was, it was really, really cool. One was actually. Me. See if I can get in touch with that person. I would love to interview them. I always wonder about people that worked in like those type of um, environments. There's also uh, a pharmacist there that was uh, worked uh, with a PDM. Um, so picking his brain about that which is a, a hot topic, always in pharmacy. It was really cool, really cool to, to find out their backgrounds. Um, really, really cherished that first rotation. Um, made made friends with techs, uh, made friends. They had a dedicated um, prior off team. Um, they were all about the patient. And, you know, that made me want to work even harder, you know, learning about the foundation assistance and all the different ways we can get these specialty drugs, I mean, life-saving drugs, right, yeah. to the patient's. Um, and the barriers that they over, they can overcome. So that was that for my first one, it, it really, um, opened my eyes to the rotation experience and, um, uh, we start, made sure we start off in the right foot. And then, um, as far as what you did there, was it talking mm-hmm. to insurance a lot? Cause I know they're very expensive meds. So you definitely want to make sure that these patients are proper candidates for these medications. 
Yes, and proper candidates. So what I did was we would do pre-checks and we would get these drug orders and we want to make sure they were appropriate. Okay. So if there were any, for example, if it was uh, any like anti-rheumatoid drug or something and we had to have a biologic, you want to make sure they had their TB tests and things like that. So you're going through and assessing therapy-wise, is it acceptable? So those were pre-checks, basically checking prescriptions or checking orders, as what they call it. The other side was communicating with pre, um, the healthcare team. And if there was, I needed to clarify an order, uh, there was dedicated time in the mornings to, for us to contact the prescriber and uh, clarify some information and to do that. So it was time to do that. So that's another thing that I did. There was a dedicated insurance PA team and text there as well to kind of handle that side of it. But I did get to see um, what was really cool. My preceptor allowed me to see the first week all kind of the, the three or four big sections of the pharmacy and what they do. So I was able to see how the, the whole thing ran. Nice. Um, and then the the last part, the part that I enjoyed the most was actually communicating with the patient, calling patients, whether it be if they initially started Humira um, for psoriasis or any any other drug. I, I did a lot of Humira. That's why I remember it. Um, and seeing how they were um, assessing adherence, assessing uh, pain, pain scales, talking to them, see how they're doing, educating them on side effects, uh, making sure they had the right uh, sharp spins to dispose of those injectable medications, and uh, scheduling refills uh, for them, making sure those drugs go out at the appropriate times. Um, that that I enjoyed. I enjoyed that the most on that rotation, okay. and that's that's what I kind of got to do there among among learning and in between that learning about those disease states. Um, and doing your journal clubs and your, your preparations. I, I feel that that'll be the most exciting thing about is learning those disease states. Cause like you said, it's not that we don't get, we don't learn them, but it's like we lightly touch on it. There's only so much that you can learn within three years yeah. of learning. So, Listen, we, we do a great job. UF, I mean, did, yeah. did a great job and, and just allowing us to have this opportunity to, again, it goes back to, 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 um, making the most of your time at the rotation and uh, on mm-hmm. that initiative and, and, and going out there and, and honing your skills. Definitely. What about your other rotations? Any other ones you want to mention? Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a few more. Uh, my second rotation okay. was a geriatric rotation. I enjoyed that a lot. Now I'm glad that um, this was a consulting rotation and I didn't have any idea again, what consultant pharmacist did or does. And I was able to do that on my geriatric rotation uh, with guardian pharmacy had an, Awesome time there. Preceptor, like I said, Dr. Obringer won a preceptor of the year award. Uh, great, great, great preceptor. Uh, again, when, when we discussed our evaluations, he, he understood what it was to be a student and, and what we were responsible for were medication reviews, which, um, you'll have to do. A uh, consultant pharmacist has to review patient medications at a uh, class one institution at least uh, once a month, once every 30 days. So um, we would we would do those on-site reviews. Um, you would also uh, we would also get new admits to those facilities and do a medication review uh, on those on those uh, residents, new residents as well, um, and see if there are any changes. Go through drug drug inter- interactions and. Um, just verifying that, that list, making sure everything was, was, was good there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the beers list sounds like the beers yep. list is handy here. Beers list is definitely handy. Um, with the facilities, um, the beers list along with, um, 
some other uh, mood uh, enhancing drugs. Those are some that you might want to brush up on. I was able to also uh, create my my team uh, that I was there with, create a formulary uh, for a behavioral institution. So that was really cool. You know, he, he again, um, Dr. Obringer saw that, you know, I was very interested and um, he, he actually invited me to go to the initial meeting with that institution, sat there with the physicians and medical director, the director of nursing, and um, ultimately come up with the formulary. So that was, that was really cool. You can do any and everything on that rotation. I was able to uh, sit in on some presentations with some drug companies. So again, networking and getting that perspective for those uh, industry folks, that that was also a cool a cool experience. The best part was actually going into the facilities, doing those med reviews for those patients, you know, seeing how those things work, understanding what a consultant pharmacist does. The experience there was awesome. And um, I got to do just do some things firsthand. And, and again, that cart form that I did was was uh, is still implemented. Uh, yeah, it was that was a great experience at, at um, uh, for my geriatric rotation. This rotation seems really interesting. So there's multiple layers to it. So definitely going over medications. So probably doing a lot of med recs and then behavioral institutes. That's a bit different. That's something that you probably won't be able to do on just any rotation. So that's kind of cool. And then also um, being able to go to some of these drug company presentations and experience that and be able to network with people that are in industry. So if you're interested in industry, that's something that's also cool. So a lot of layers yeah. with this um, yeah. rotation. Yeah. You Absolutely. Yeah. Guardian pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you did a really good job of just kind of um, give me a quick overview and synopsis of that. Yeah. Um, that was another great rotation. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed my experience. With that. Any other um, yeah. Um, a few more. Uh, my Amcare rotation. Listen, I enjoyed all my rotations, but um, <laughs> these are the ones that, yeah, that really meant meant a lot, um, and you know we did some some work and um, enjoyed uh, some some positive patient outcomes at these mm-hmm. specifically. Um, Amcare at Advent Health, uh, Dr. Kyle Thorner, and uh, again um, the the uh, farm academic gods were probably in my favor that day when they were making my schedule. So he and um, some great ARNPs and. Uh, uh, other healthcare professionals work uh, for the heart care clinic, the Heart Success Center over there. And I had a great time. Um, Dr. Thorner understands the student perspective, teaches heart failure in a way that you become a guru. I'm not, I'm not uh, exaggerating. He does a great job teaching. I don't know if journal clubs are some, are most students' favorite, but I enjoyed the journal clubs. Um, with Dr. Kyle Thorner, uh, he laid out the importance of the particular trial. You'll know the trials by heart. You'll know what they, um, which drugs were uh, used as um, comparisons, uh, and and why the guideline directed therapy is the way it is and structured the way it is with regards to heart failure. The other thing is the independence. Dr. Thorner uh, allowed us. Um, we were able to go into the rooms and actually uh, interview. The, the patients uh, that would come into the clinic and, you know, we would assess their therapy and um, determine with the rest of the healthcare team what our next steps were. And that was really cool. And I wanted to, you know, at the end of the rotation, you allow me to do it independently. And that kind of built my confidence. I think it's a year of building your confidence through rotation. And 
uh, for me, you know, him seeing that I was able to handle that independently made, made an impact, made an impact. That was really cool. The way he goes about teaching it, you'll definitely have fun there. Uh, you know, you, you'll learn everything there is to learn about heart failure, but not just heart failure. Um, I had other preceptors there as well that would, you know, uh, fill in on days that Kyle wasn't there. So I picked their brain. I mean, you had the entire cardiology team and the, in the entire cardio section sector of the hospital at your, at your disposal. I mean, you had great topic discussions on, on the, uh, arrhythmia, on, on anything, on, on pulmonary hypertension. Um, I mean, all of those, again, uh, subjects that you might not have gone deep into during your didactic training, you're able to do so there. So, so I really, really learned a lot at the Heart Success Center and all the people, um, that were there and that was the patient care experience that was the best i always had an inclination more outpatient than inpatient again that's that's just me and i thoroughly enjoyed um my m care experience there at Advent health definitely learned a lot and was able to uh impact some patients yeah and i, I was just gonna say like that's that's great to know because i was doing a, i think it was a ce talk that i was listening in on they were just talking about the amount of patients. It was, a, I don't remember specifically, but the, it's millions of dollars, if not billions, that we're, hospitals are losing because of patients that have to be readmitted due to heart failure. And it's mainly because these patients are on like the titrated to like the max dose, um, whether it's like the ACE inhibitor or the beta blockers that they're on and stuff like that. So it's a very important disease state and it's, you know, causing a lot of harm in our society. And that's something that very beneficial to learn. So that's great to hear about. Yeah. With now with heart failure, there are some drugs that you want to titrate. You, you guideline directed therapy allows you to titrate. Like for example, in Tresco, um, mm. for, um, HFREF, you want to titrate to a specific dose and those trials and those journal clubs are the reason why we want to get to this specific dose. Right. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you'll, you'll definitely learn the ins and outs. Uh, it, it, during that hand uh, experience there. So that, that was really good experience. Yeah. And then you said you had a couple more? Rotations? Yeah, I just wanted, I just wanted to touch on maybe some, um, some rare disease states. I okay. call them that, that, um, that I saw. And, uh, in my gen med rotation, gen med rotation, I, I got to treat a hemophilia patient and got to learn more about, uh, the factors, um, clotting factors, specifically in a hemophilia patient, what specific factor they're missing. Uh, factor eight, and then just hemophilia A, hemophilia B, and this patient had hemophilia, he was going in for surgery, so definitely got to take that, a different approach with this patient. So learning how, what about, specifically about hemophilia A, how to dose factor eight, that was interesting. Uh, communicating with the prescriber and learning, you know, these are the doses, this is the, the calculations we need to do. And I just remember um, my preceptor at the time, this is the first time he was doing it as well. What we did was, again, built a great rapport with him. He was like, okay, so I'm going to calculate it here. You calculate it and let, let's see what we get at the end. And we both got the same thing at the end, which was great. Um, we were able to do that for the patient. Now, another thing that that taught me was in medicine, you'll have just a little bit of information at your disposal to make an important decision. So you won't always have all the necessary info. You might have some things, some things might be missing and you've got to make a decision and you've got to make a decision with the information in hand. 
it taught me with what little information that we have, we had to make a decision and what our decision and the decision that we made. So it kind of gave me that practical approach to treating the specific patients and kind of learning that, you know, you're not always going to have this particular factor, this particular level, and you need to make a decision on what to do. And um, that that was kind of interesting in getting that experience. That was also another good rotation because Gen Med, you'll have a lot of um, disease states that you will cover there. Um, but also, you know, I was able to build a, a solid, more solid foundation with uh, infectious disease because um, uh, the specific surgery floor that we were on in surgery, you want to make sure that the, the antibiotics are on board, the uh, anti-coags are on board, right? The proper ones if necessary and your pain meds. So those are your three big ones that, you know, in surgery that you want to uh, focus on for the patient, make sure those are, are, those are the ones that we see a lot there. Um, so yeah, just, just learning about that and just making, making the, um, the information more concrete and, and again, impacting those patients. That was, that was one particular case that was really cool there. And, and just, just, uh, lastly on, on my last rotation, again, I think I mentioned this earlier that it was originally infectious disease, but got changed to drug info. I worked with the team at Theragy. The preceptor there, Dr. Um, Lily Duong is, uh, again, another amazing preceptor. Um, allowed me to venture out into any disease that I wanted. Again, it was a little bit of specialty built in. So now I had a little bit of a background and now I can just build on it. So what did we do at Drug Info? So we kind of built, we were kind of building a database with these specialty drugs. We want to know uh, certain side effects we need to look out for, monitoring parameters, kind of building a monograph of the drug, the mechanism of action, um, you know, dosing and things and, and, and indications, things like that. So we were building that and my specific disease state, I um, I have a good buddy of mine, undergrad uh, friend that was recently diagnosed with uh, uh, multiple sclerosis. So I took it upon myself to, you know what, uh, I, that's the disease state I want to tackle. Mm -hmm. And she allowed me to do that. And that was my final presentation. Um, I built, I, I built a, um, a slide deck on multiple sclerosis and um, learned a ton about it, the drugs. Um, and finding out what's in the pipeline. That was interesting because we don't, I don't even think we touched multiple sclerosis in the, um, in the curriculum. I could be wrong. Briefly. Um, but, um, okay. And, um, it was cool to again get that opportunity to, to learn more about those disease states that, um, and again, that, that rotation again with, with the environment, uh, that was mostly from home. Um, but the communication, being able to still be a part of the team was, was really cool. Um, she allowed us to to sit in to the Zoom meetings that they had with purchasers because they, they build software to use in specialty pharmacies. And we got to sit in on some of those. We got to sit in to some of their team meetings that they'll have periodically to see what we're going on, what's what what do this week and, um, you know, what, what are we working on for the next couple of weeks? So we, we still got to be a part of it, albeit uh, virtually. She, she made sure that we had our all, each student was okay you know, made sure we were on time, on schedule, definitely um, accommodating to if we needed uh, anything, uh, any days or anything like that. So I think that makes the experience uh, much more bearable, uh, much more doable when, you know, when your preceptor um, is is uh, definitely accommodating. Um, and understanding and, too, because, you yeah. know, around the time of the, you know, the pandemic was probably at its height around that time. Exactly. And um, that didn't mean we didn't skimp on the work, you know. Yes. I, I was um, I was helping other uh, pharmacists 
um, building some monographs. Again, the HIV monograph, I, I believe I built there. Uh, we went through some side effects on certain drugs. Basically, what, that's what we were doing there, just creating a database of drug info. And we still had our journal club and um, had, had our final disease state presentation, which I enjoyed doing. I enjoyed doing that a lot. So, so definitely, definitely enjoy that. And that was a, a quick just run through of my rotations. Every, every rotation is going to be different. Every rotation experience is going to be different. But hopefully at this point, we know what to do, uh, getting in there on day one, how to act, um, how to present ourselves, um, putting in the work and, and being humble and self-aware, you know, and, and definitely being able to network and, and, and brand yourself and get out there and, and just learn. Um, this is the time because you're going to be on your own next year. So, so take the time, take the time to, to, to hone and your skills. I'm, I'm glad you bring that up, that how we'll be alone, because I wanted to ask you while on these rotations, did you work along with any students? Like, um, was that common for you to work along with, with other students? It was, it was. Um, yeah, I'm glad you, you pointed that out as well. Uh, there was a lot of teamwork, um, for my last rotation drug info, me and four other colleagues, um, from the Orlando campus were working, um, together, um, uh, during that rotation, um, the gen med, uh, you're still, you have your, your individual preceptor, but you still have, um, topic discussions and journal clubs that you're attending with, um, with other students with different preceptors in, you know, their gen med rotation as well. So got to, 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 um, be with students from, uh, Florida A&M, uh, UF definitely. Um, and I remember USF. Uh, the geriatric rotation, that was where I had a lot of USF students, um, on the team as well. So yeah, you're definitely, you definitely have that team approach when, when on rotations. Most of them definitely have that team approach. The only thing, the only one was that specialty because, uh, you're just one on one. It's just one student there. So yeah, that's the only, the only one I think I would, I remember that, you know, basically one on one. Uh, but the others, the others, you were able, you, you had other students with you to kind of, <laughs> kind of be your support system through it all. Yeah. You definitely, you definitely need that. You definitely need that throughout. Got it. All right. Thank you. And then, um, yeah, so just, absolutely. thank you for all that, for sharing your experiences, giving us some recommendations on, on some residencies. Hopefully for everybody listening, if you hear about a rotation that you found interesting by Randy, hopefully, you know, you go ahead and rank it and, um, get to check it out for yourself. And even if not, maybe you could, reach out to maybe some of those preceptors and they'll let you shadow at, at those sites. Now, lastly, like I said earlier, I wanted to kind of get on the NAPLEX and NPJE. So let's start off yeah. with NAPLEX. How did you prepare for that? Yeah, sure. So, so it's funny. It's a little different than I initially thought because of COVID. You know, UF uh, allows us to, for the NAPLEX, we have the RX prep book, and that's been the basic study tool for me uh, going into the NAPLEX. But we had gotten our, our NAPLEX book um, I want to say a year before, almost a year before. And so that was a, that was a huge thing because it allowed me to now use this book while on rotations and it was a reference and a resource for me. So I would, whatever rotation I was going on, for example, I was on the, the specialty rotation. So there's an anti-inflammatory chapter in here. So, you know, you kind of read up on that and, 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 and can study, um, at the same time while fulfilling your rotational duty. And, uh, that's what I would do. Um, so I was opening that book ever since I got it and just, you know, just reviewing what the material, um, that would help me on the particular rotation I was at on that time. Um, 
now now it comes to after graduation and just want to brush up and, and just the RH prep book was the big, the biggest um, the only tool basically I've been using for for the now but um, I know there's flashcards and access pharmacy um, I was initially using those before the book came and um, but that's that's what I've been I've been studying I know some folks like to use their their notes their own notes as well um, and I know that you know we've been through the the, the calculations. Uh, packet that I believe Dr. Mobley had had given us throughout our curriculum. That's an excellent, excellent resource as well to go through, and that I used throughout all my calculations exams, and I I use it um, for this as well. So uh, the Arts Prep Book for the NAPLEX. Now, um, recently I took the MPJE, and it, it, the thing is, a lot of students typically would take the NAPLEX first and then the MPJE, but this year it was a little bit different for us because of COVID and when we got our attestation to test form and we were going on Pearson to pick these uh, dates, um, the dates were scattered. I mean, I'm talking about months. Uh, initially when I, when I picked them, I had, I had exam dates in, in, in October. Um, but eventually they opened some more. So we had more, I think we had a little bit more time to, to kind of study, uh, the materials. So for the MPJE, what was really cool this year is that UF, had Dr. Pachitori, he was a former UF student. He graduated with his PharmD from UF and is uh, teaching in Houston, if I'm not I'm correct. And um, he created a book for UF, and um, that was really cool. I think the book did a good job of kind of highlighting the important features um, in federal and state law. Uh, so that is definitely, hopefully, that will continue with your class and onward. Uh, that is a great resource to use. Also, I would probably recommend if there's any type of um, uh, disputes or anything that you want to learn more about, definitely go through the actual Florida Pharmacy Law, um, the, the two websites, um, knowing those those chapters and going to the actual uh, state law will um, make some things concrete and, and, and um, add to to if there's any um, limitations in the, in the book. So. Luckily, we have the RX prep for the NAPLEX, and now we have the MPJ, MPJE review guide for the uh, MPJE. Um, do not take either of those exams lightly. Study, study, study. So just, again, just be prepared. Just, just do the best you can. Allocate some time uh, daily to study that, and um, I think, you know, you'll be, you'll be all right. Would you say like a like an hour or two a day? You know, it depends on on, on how... Everyone's different when it comes to studying. Um, I'll just say a little every day. <laughs> um, the little is relative, but um, because everyone's just just different in how they study, I, I take more time um, in reading things. And uh, you know, uh, being a little older, you know, got to uh, take my time right. <laughs> so just um, just yeah, a little bit every day definitely helps, right? Um, so you don't and like you, you said, wanna, you don't want to cram. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to cram, and like you said, you kind of use that along with studying for rotations. So it kind of keeps and, you prepared yeah, while you're on rotation. Exactly, and ultimately, don't forget, I hope this is another theme of why um, we do what we do, and it's ultimately the patient. So you definitely want to take your time when it comes to studying for this, these exams, especially, you know, because um, this is the real-world uh, experience. These are the real-world examples that they're going to give you on these, these exams, and you want to be able to, you know, you know, answer those correctly and um, help the patient, you know. So 
that, those are my things. I think UF does a great job getting us prepared anyway for the through, through, throughout the curriculum. Uh, and please, like, reach out to your upperclassmen. Uh, I just want to make that's a huge fact. Like, people might be a little, you know, uh, afraid or shy, whatever the case may be, to reach out to the faculty or your upperclassmen. But, um, you know, ne- that that's the opposite of the truth. Like, we, you know, we're always ready, willing, and able um, to help any way we can. It, it came from my upperclassmen, and they paid it forward, and, and hopefully I can, I can pay it forward. Um, as well. So anything we can do to, to help you, um, you know, we're, we're here to do that. Um, I think, I think the organizations on, on campus also <clears throat> uh, do a great job of, of, of facilitating that. Gotcha. And then lastly, before, before, uh, before we let you go here, is yeah. there anything you kind of touched on this earlier? Is there anything you would change looking back after, um, the four years you've already been hired? So you have your job, but looking back, mm-hmm. what would there any changes you would make? Well, you know, uh, it's funny. We're, we're going to bring it full circle now. We talked about not working. Um, well, I, I didn't work. Maybe, maybe, maybe if there's one thing I can do, maybe to, to work um, a little bit. Um, maybe to. That, that's probably the only thing. Um, and I wouldn't change much. I, I, thankfully, I was I was able to be successful. Um, doing what I did. So, uh, I did have, however, again, I did have that, that work experience before that I, I have to attribute was, was, was a, a help for me. Um, so I know some folks, um, are coming out of their undergraduate years and going straight into pharmacy school and grad school and, you know, haven't had that opportunity to work yet. Um, for those folks, I would tell you, um, yeah, you might want to get out there and, 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 and see what the best opportunity of working would be because you want to have some sort of exposure, whether it be the soft skills, um, pharmacy related something. And, and, and that will also help with the networking piece and getting your name out there and getting marketing and getting branded and meeting people, meeting people. Pharmacy is a small world. Um, ultimately those folks will, um, be your employer and, um, you know, the funny thing is, uh, just to, to turn, to turn back real quick to the specialty. Um, when I had gotten, uh, my first interview, uh, for, um, uh, community pharmacy during the interview, they told me they reached out to one of my preceptors. Really? Yes. So, you know, that's something else I wanted to, to, to touch on. I'm glad I'm able to do that now. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a network and they will reach out and they reached out to my preceptor preceptor. Thankfully had good things to say. And, um, that trickled down and, and, and they, um, they, they were able to use that and, and they will do that. They will reach out to your preceptors and ask them how, and ask them how you were during your rotations. And, um, you know, that's why it's so imperative to make sure you, you leave an, a good impression. And yeah, that's, that's definitely important. Like you said, because when, you leave a, a lasting impression because I'm sure they get a lot of students in and out, in and out, in and out. And for you to leave, and I'm sure they only remember, they probably remember the good ones or the bad ones. And so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you're That's the good one. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Well, I want to make sure I'm the, uh, the former on that one, not the latter. I want to make sure that I'm, uh, Ho- hopefully you're the good one. And then they have nice things to say for say hey. about you. Hey, it did ha- it did happen that way, right? So I'm glad I'm glad that you know the hard work will pay off. Um, 
if there was some some things that there, if there were some pearls um, to, to to leave you with, mm-hmm. um, the hard work will pay off. Um, if a patient tells you they're in pain, yeah, you believe it. Be empathetic. Those are some things that I found out during my rotation. And and just be with a professional approach um, in your communication. It's yeah. definitely appreciated. It's definitely appreciated. So so walking away from here, just just listening to you, I made some notes, and I would say I have since you mentioned um, clinical since you mentioned pearls, I'm going to go ahead and give Randy six clinical pearls that I'm walking away with today. Okay. And basically, the first one would be to to be well rounded. Very important. Um, oh, go ahead. No, no, I, I agreed with you. It's a good one. Yeah, I was going to say, to be well-rounded, definitely don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone sometimes and to network, to talk to other people. Um, you don't want to be a one-trick pony. So mm-hmm. definitely go ahead and be well-rounded. Two, have a service-like attitude while also showing initiative. You want to see what you can do for them. You know, it's not necessarily about you. It's about what you can, how you can help this pharmacy, whether it's a specialty pharmacy rotation, the geriatric pharmacy rotation. Maybe there's a lot of patients that are complaining about a, a similar thing. What can you or, do for those patients? You know, or a hospital antibiogram, something, anything yeah. in that particular sector. Um, mm-hmm. You know, systems wise, anything that that you can maybe help out with. That would be that would be pretty cool. You can do that. Definitely, and then also um, to be open minded and willing mm-hmm. to learn. I think that's that's kind of the theme here is that you'll be put in a lot of different scenarios and. Depending on your personality and your your attitude and demeanor going in, it could turn out great for you or it could turn out horrible for you. So that's something mm-hmm. that just to keep in mind is to be open minded and definitely be willing to learn. And then um, yeah, man, you mentioned how, which I think is very very important for us is you don't have to know everything, but definitely know how to find something. So mm-hmm. know your references, know your guidelines that you would want to look at for yeah. certain things, and if not, maybe use PubMed. Um, Use mesh mesh terms in order to find some primary literature on, on things. If you're not able to find it in the guidelines, and also just remember, it's very very important. You never want to say something wrong. If you don't know, just tell the preceptor, "Hey, um, that's a great question. I'm not sure I know the answer to that. Is it all right if I get back to you on that?" Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's one more thing I would add, is be thankful. Be thankful for everyone. Make sure they know. I want. I, I, Every opportunity, I thank every tech, every nurse, every team member that I was able to get through this with. Because I wouldn't get here if I wasn't for them. My upperclassmen, and I want to shout out class of 2020 real quick because uh, they took. Uh, we weren't able to have graduation in class of 2020, but we're gonna go out there and we're gonna go handle business like how we know how to handle business mm-hmm. and impact patients and just do what we do as Gators, you know. And um, we're willing to help. We, we've been through it. Um, you're going to go through it right now. And um, uh, just be thankful for the ride. Thankful for the ride. Um, stay smart. Stay safe. Wear your mask. We'll make sure you definitely, definitely. tell everybody that. Wash but, your hands. Um, wear your mask. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely, definitely those are some things. Those are That's a great list. That's a good list that you, you compiled up. Thank you. And thank you for coming on. Thank you for being willing to share your rotation experiences with us and talk about a little bit about your background too, um, sharing that with us and, you know, how you were able to get a job without working in retail ever. So that's something that's a lot. I'm sure we have some listeners that haven't worked in retail and they're just wondering like, how do you do that? How can this happen? Like, is it possible for me to really get a job? 
and it's yeah, it's it's possible. yes, it's it's possible for you to get a job. Ultimately, what I wanted to do with my business background was um, open my own. That was when I got on the campus. That was a dream of mine. Is just to open mm-hmm. my own, and um, whether it be in Florida or some other state, you know that that that's you know a dream I'm working towards, goal I'm working towards. But I knew that was my goal. I know there's some a lot of other students much more, uh, you know. Um, capable and, and accomplished than, than myself that I'm sure that, you know, they can, they can get on here and, and, and get some more experiences. Again, like I said, we're, we're all willing to, to share and, and help in uh, any way we can. Got it. Got it. And once again, thank you. Thanks for being on. Is there, um, I don't know if you want to, what is the best way for people to contact you? If anybody listening wants to. Oh, I'm on, I'm on the IG. I'm on the TikTok. Um, no, <laughs> I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, no. Um, you can definitely Facebook me if you want. It's just my name. I have my LinkedIn again under my name. Um, okay. Randy Badram, last name B-U-D-H-R-A-M. Feel free. Um, if anyone uh, emails the capsule podcast. Um, fun fact. Uh, I was one of the, uh, first members of the capsule podcast, I guess. Um, maybe, uh, helping out, uh, Mr. Brandon and Mr. Jeff uh, or Dr. Clee and Dr. Campton. Um, mm-hmm. helping helping them out, and it looks like it's in good hands, man. So, so good job. Thank you. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. And um, yeah. So anybody listening, go ahead and uh, reach out to them on Facebook and LinkedIn. It's probably your best bet. And uh, thanks again for hopping on. I know you were on the other side of the podcast. You were doing some interviews in the past, but now it feels nice to get you on the to be interviewed. It feels nice no, to be able to interview you. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time uh, anytime, man. And, um, um, good luck, good luck and the rest of your rotations. And, um, thank you, you know, stay safe out there. Definitely. Definitely. All right.